This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, June the 1st, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great start or middle of their week, depending on what your schedule looks like. Headlines is a one-stop shop that's going to tell you everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling as we scour all the social media platforms and the wrestling website to give you all of the latest news on what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Let's go ahead and let's start off right now. Coming in at Wrestling Inc. at this moment, Wardlow may be going under a slight change as far as his presentation goes. Robert Gunyer is writing in at this hour. Following the biggest victory of his career this past weekend at AEW's Double or Nothing, Wardlow will apparently see a change in his entrance. Now, according to news from Fightful, Wardlow is expected to have a new theme song that will debut imminently in AEW. Now, the music is finished and it's all ready to go, but yet no official date has been made for the debut. Now, this will replace his This Is War theme, which has been his entrance arena for recent 
recent years and it's going to be more updated and it's going to be better than the silence that he was escorted with security during his feud with Maxwell Jacob Freed. Now, it's safe to say the handcuffs are officially off from Wardlow and people in AEW are excited about what the future is going to have for him. Now, Wardlow first made his appearance in All Elite Wrestling during the 2019 All Out pay-per-view when a video package aired teasing him. He appeared in person for the first time in November of 2019 during a debut of Dynamite when he attacked Cody Rhodes and aligned himself with MJF as his bodyguard. So many things are happening right now with Wardlow. Many people within the company believe that he has not even seen a portion of the peak that he will continue to see as his character and time continues to grow. With that being said, if you'd like to read more about this, Robert Gunyer has the article that is trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. And a story that we are continuing to follow this week about MJF. Right now, Tony Khan has stated that MJF will actually have a live mic and will be speaking on Dynamite. Now, Merrick Mutter is writing in, after a weekend of unexpected absences from meet and greets and rumored plane flights, discontent and overwhelming loss. MJF will be there and he'll be on Dynamite live on TBS. Now, earlier this afternoon, AEW tweeted out just a graphic stating we would hear from MJF on tonight's show. If you'd like to see that graphic, go ahead and follow AEW, and it has a tweet says, we will hear live from MJF. Now, the news is coming as a stunning development, both on screen and off, following this weekend's events, when MJF's growing disenchantment with AEW sparked rumors of him actually no-showing the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Now, he did ultimately appear on the show, losing in a dominant fashion to Wardlow, after he received 10 power bombs and then was later stretchered off. Afterwards, MJF did reach out to Fightful to claim he arrived at the show just before his match and then left right after his match. For more information about MJF, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and Eric Mutter. As we continue on, there is new news with Sasha and Naomi regarding their contracts with WWE. Eric Mutter's writing in at this hour, it's been 15 days since Naomi and Sasha Banks took off and left Monday Night Raw with the tag titles left in the offices. Since then, WWE has suspended the duo indefinitely, removed all their merchandise from WWE shop, and condemned them in statements for no showing in advertised map. Now, if one is thinking things could be smoothed over at this point, well, a new report would probably throw cold water on that. In a report from Fightful Select, it revealed that communication between WWE and Banks and Naomi camps have ranged from minuscule to not even existing. They also noted that WWE has canceled any travel plans for Banks or Naomi that they ever had in the future for them. Another indication that WWE at least sees no resolution coming anytime soon. Now, the report gets interesting, however, when discussing comments from Wrestling Observer Newsletter Dave Meltzer regarding Banks and Naomi being suspended without pay. Fightful noted they hadn't confirmed whether this was true at the time, but had been told that the way it was described was the higher-ups were making that decision, that the two were suspended without pay. Now, it was unlikely their contracts would be frozen, as some had even speculated before. Fightful even stated that they are working to get confirmation on the contract status and whether or not it will be frozen. Now, if Naomi and Sasha Banks' contracts are not frozen, it's open to the possibility that both could be free agents later this summer. Melter had previously reported that Naomi's contract was set to expire within the next couple of months, and former WWE writers later stated Banks' deal was also up as soon as well. Now, it should be stressed that no confirmation has been given on any timetables regarding Banks or Naomi's deals, or if they will or will not be frozen. Now, the report concluded, stating several within WWE originally didn't want to strip Banks and Naomi of their tag team championships, but ultimately did so because there was no other apparent solution and nothing could be reached with them. There is no update on when the current tournament will actually happen as 
as it has been delayed again. It was noted by Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Zerber Radio that the women's tag team tournament, well, it was mentioned, but we don't know when exactly this is going to be happening now. For more information on this story, go ahead and continue to follow Wrestling Inc. And Eric Mutter has all the information trending at this hour. Tony Khan is making news right now on Wrestling Inc. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in at this hour. AEW president Tony Khan has confirmed that two AEW stars on his roster are injured after AEW's Double or Nothing, which led to some major changes having to be rewritten for this week's Dynamite. Neither Adam Cole nor Jeff Hardy will be competing tonight, despite the fact that they'd been advertised during the pay-per-view weekend. Now, the match for tonight was originally going to be a 10-man tag team match, which was going to see tag team champions Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Christian, and the Hardys competing against the undisputedly the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Red Dragon. Now, earlier this week, it was then changed to an 8-man tag, with Cole and Jeff being taken out, but really no explanation was given. Now, Khan has finally revealed what had happened, adding that wrestlers took way too many bumps, and right now, they are suffering some injuries they're needing to take a little bit of time off. For more information on this, go ahead and continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as Matthew Wilkinson will continue to give you all the details regarding all changes at AEW. Robert Gunyer is also reporting something may be happening. Lana teases a return at tonight's AEW Dynamite. Robert Gunyer is writing, just within hours of Dynamite beginning, former WWE star CJ Perry, also known as Lana to fans, is hinting that we may see her in AEW. Lana took to Twitter this afternoon and explained that she has a sudden urge to watch tonight's episode of AEW's show. Now, with recent reports pointing to Mirror's return to the United States just this week, all the pieces are in place for a potential return. Now, we haven't seen Miro in quite some time, as we know that Miro has been taking some time off to do some outside projects, but many believe that Miro will be back soon, and a duo with Lana is definitely something fans would be interested in. For more information on this article, definitely continue following Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is writing in that the Memorial Day episode of WWE viewership was down. There's something that's bad when it comes to wrestling. It's a holiday. Thing that's bad for wrestling? Well, it's a major sporting event. Put the two together and you have viewership decline and WWE Monday Night Raw saw both of them. Now, faced with a running Memorial Day and Game 7 with the New York Rangers and Carolina Hurricanes for the Stanley Cup playoffs, Raw drew a 1.4 this past Monday according to WrestleNomics. The number represents the lowest number Raw has drawn since July of 2021. Now, despite the bad news with that, there are some good news that are inside these. In the 18-49 demo, Raw drew a .42, which is actually up 3% from last week's. Now, Raw ranked number two in the demo for cable behind with a .90 demo drawn by the Rangers and Hurricanes, according to Showbuzz Daily. Now, those numbers are in the key demos will surely soften the sting of a 14% drop overall. Now, the go-home show of Raw before Hell in a Cell this weekend saw Bianca Belair go one-on-one with Asuka, while Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins confronted each other and brawled before their Hell in a Cell match. One person not seen on Raw this week was Lacey Evans, who did not appear despite being advertised by WWE all week. Evans reportedly missed Raw due to serving as Grand Marshal at the NASCAR's Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday. Now, it's unclear when we will see her next. For more information on this, definitely go ahead and continue to follow Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is also writing in at this hour. WWE Hall of Famer announced for Nickelodeon's Slime Cup. WWE Hall of Famer will soon have the opportunity that only some kids ever dreamed of, the chance to get slimed on network television. Well, here it is. As announced in a press release by Nickelodeon, former WWE Hall of Famer Nikki Bella will be taking part in the Nickelodeon competition known as the Slime Cup. Described as a terrific golf competition, the Slime Cup will feature four teams competing in a Nickfield golf course, which the final round taking place at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. The winner will receive the Slime Cup and an orange blazer, and naturally, they will get slimed, provided they survive the final hole, as it 
what's known as the Under Fairway. Bella will be part of Team Pink alongside professional golfer and two-time PGA Tour champion Justin Thomas and Nickelodeon's star Isaiah Cruz. Other notable names taking part in the competition are actor Terry Cruz, NFL stars Justin Habert and Saquon Barkley, pro golfers Colin Morkaway and John Ram. If you'd like to find out more information about this big Nickelodeon event, follow Eric Mutter, who has the article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about changes in gimmicks. Now, we all know in the world of pro wrestling that sometimes gimmicks are going to change. Fans will gravitate towards some gimmicks and definitely draw the ear of fans with other ones. Well, Robert Grunier is writing in at this hour that one Raw superstar misses an old gimmick. Though small adjustments have been made to her presentation in recent weeks, it looks like Alexa Bliss might not be longing to return to her days of her old character. After Raw wrapped up this past Monday, Bliss took to Twitter and posted a message that gave a glimpse into where her mindset was right now. She even picked up a win against Dewdrop on this week's episode. She said in a tweet, to be fair, I miss that version of me. Now, Bliss returned to WWE program for the first time since February when she competed in the May 10th episode of Raw. Now, on that night during her return, she defeated Sonya Deville, and then was booked for a rematch against her the following week, which she won. Twisted Bliss underwent a shift in her character to look more fiend-like following a cinematic swamp fight between Braun Strowman and the fiend Bray Wyatt in 2020. She would eventually betray the fiend in a match against Randy Orton on night two of WrestleMania 37 and transition back into being a solo act. Bliss is a three-time WWE Raw champion, a two-time WWE Women's Champion, and a two-time Women's Tag Team Champion with Nikki A.S.H. The 2018 Women's Money in the Bank winner, and she was also the second ever Triple Crown Champion behind Bayley. So many things are happening with Alexa Bliss, but if you'd like to find out more, follow her on social media, and you can also follow Robert Gunyer, who has this article trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is writing in at this hour, The Undertaker biography is to kick off the return of WWE on the A&E channel. WWE and A&E will return on Sunday, July 10th with a nine straight weeks of all new content and they're starting with a bang, or maybe it's a gong. Back in March, it was announced that WWE and A&E would be releasing 130 hours of new programming that would include 24 episodes of Most Wanted Treasures, 35 episodes of Biography, WWE Legends, and 40 hours of WWE Rivals. Now, PW Insider reported that the time that the first episode of Biography Legends would be on the Iron Sheik, but a new press release indicates that a one-minute teaser for the July 10th premiere reveals that, nope, that's not the case, it will be the dead man himself. The press release also officially announced the second season of Biography WWE Legends and the first season of WWE Rivals and a new show, WWE Smack Talk. Now, new episodes of Biography, WWE Legends, will go in-depth into the lives and the careers of Goldberg, Rey Mysterio, the Bella Twins, and so many more. The show will also cover the first-ever WrestleMania and feature previously announced Kurt Angle and Degeneration documentaries. WWE Rivals, meanwhile, will feature former WWE writer and actor Freddie Prince Jr. leading a roundtable discussion of WWE luminaries and historic rivalries, with episodes on the Monday Night Wars, John Cena vs. Edge, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, among others. If you'd like to read more about the relationship and the new season that is soon to be kicking off between WWE and A&E, check out Marco Rivera's article that is trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is also writing in at this hour 
about Mike Chioda. Former WWE referee Mike Chioda has been seen sporadically in AEW, but he was most recently seen again at AEW's Double or Nothing. All Elite Wrestling fans were treated to a special inclusion in the finals of the Owen Hart Cup Finals on AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view that had this weekend. Legendary wrestling referee Mike Chioda was present to officiate the final. Now, the last time we saw Kyoto on television was in 2020 when he officiated Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Adam Cole went on to defeat Samoa Joe in the finals, becoming the first ever male competitor to win the Owen Hart Cup. Now, before his appearance at Double or Nothing, Kyoto revealed that he was contacted by AEW for the Owen Hart Cup finals match on the latest episode of Monday Mailbag with Mike Kyoto. That's his podcast that airs on adfreeshows.com. He would go on to say, I was on a cruise with my wife, the WWE referee had said. Second day of the cruise, I get a call from an AEW producer, Dean Malenko, and Dean's like, hey, where are you at? What are you doing? I said, I'm on a cruise with my wife. When Malenko told Kyoda that AEW wanted to bring him in as a special guest referee for the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament, Kyoda loved the idea, having known Owen for years in the WWE. Now, AEW had hoped to have Kyoda come in as soon as possible so he could be involved matches throughout the tournament, but since Kyoda and his wife had five days left on their cruise, he was only to come in, he was only able to come in for the finals, which once again was Adam Cole and Samoa Joe, which took place at Double or Nothing. Of course, that didn't mean Kyoda didn't sit back and enjoy his vacation as previously planned. Anyone who's ever been on a cruise knows that food and drinks are usually delicious, but not always the best option for somebody who's about to be appearing on television again. Kyoto would go on to say, First time on a cruise in five years with my wife, and I've got to start dieting, Kyoto joked. I'm sitting there at the bar, too, at that time. I then come up, I meet my wife, and I didn't even tell her. She sees me coming in with an egg white omelet, some fruit, real healthy cottage cheese, and she's like, What are you doing? Why aren't you going to have waffles? Are you not going to get pancakes over here? Like I am. He then said, AEW called me and they want to do a show in two weeks. It was super cool. They popped really huge on the phone. They were all very happy for me. I was able to do it and I wanted to do it. It's an honor getting back in the ring to call something like that for Owen. Worked with him so many years. Owen and Brett are always great guys to me. Good people. God bless Owen. Once again, if you'd like to find out more about what brought Mike Kyoto back to AEW, follow Marco Rivera's article, which is trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Continuing on, Eric Munner is writing in at this hour, CM Punk's first match since becoming AEW champion. Well, that's officially been announced. It's only been three days since CM Punk climbed the mountain to win the AEW World Championship against Hanmang Adam Page at AEW's Double or Nothing. But there's no days off for the new champ. However, Punk will be in action on Dynamite tonight, teaming with a couple of friends. With that being said, Tony Khan tweeted out, In his first appearance as AEW World Champion, the best in the world, CM Punk, will team with Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Dax and Cash of FTR, versus the trio of Platinum Max Caster, Colt Gunn, and Austin Gunn, on Wednesday night, 8pm on TBS. If you'd like to find out more about what is being said about CM Punk as he is crowned the new AEW World Champion, Eric Mutter has all of that news trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is also writing in at this hour about former WWE superstar Sonny. Tammy Sitch pleads not guilty to a DUI manslaughter case. 
Now, the legal situation revolving Tammy Sitz's role in the death of a 75-year-old man is beginning to move forward. According to PW Insider, the WWE Hall of Famer entered a plea of not guilty on all nine charges against her this morning at her arraignment, which was in Daytona Beach, Florida. Now, Sitch is charged with one count of DUI manslaughter, one count of causing a death while operating a vehicle with a suspended license, four counts of DUI causing personal injury, and three counts of DUI causing property damage. Now, it's been known for two months now since Sitch was involved in the three-way car accident that she rear-ended a vehicle that was at a traffic stop. The driver of the other vehicle, Julian Laster, ultimately died of her injuries in the crash while Sitch was taken to a hospital and treated for injuries of her own. She and her boyfriend, James Pennant, were later sued by the family of the victims. Now, after a month-long wait for toxicology reports to come back, Sitch was arrested in early May when reports showed that her blood alcohol level was three and a half times over the legal limit. She was initially released on bail on May 7th, but then it was revoked shortly after and Sitch was returned to jail, where she has remained since. Now, no charges had been made regarding her incarceration as of this hearing. While Sitch also made no statement today, Pettit did speaking to the Daytona Beach Journal shortly after the hearing, saying, Sitch feels absolutely terrible. I can't emphasize it anymore. She feels so bad in general. Everyone's life is ruined. If you'd like to find out more information about this very tragic story, Eric Mutter has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera is also writing in this hour. Brian Danielson teases potential AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door opponents. Now, as we all know, the Forbidden Door is a big pay-per-view that's coming up in this month, and it'll be happening from Chicago. Now, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., CM Punk versus Okada, the Bullet Club versus the Elite, which all three matches have in common, all potential dream matches in the eyes of wrestling fans. Could they all happen? Could they all be about to be announced for Forbidden Door on June the 26th? Well, we're going to have to wait and see still. With both companies having yet to announce a single match for the show, the build for the show will seemingly start this week on AEW's Dynamite live in Los Angeles. One of the names that have been clamoring to see in New Japan has been Brian Danielson. The AEW star provided a few names that he'd like to see at the event. I would love to wrestle Okada, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about Zack Sabre Jr. and wrestling him to see who's the best technical wrestler in the world, Danielson said while being interviewed by Sports Illustrated's Justin Barso. We have very two different styles of technical wrestling. We wrestled in 2008, but he was just a kid. I was super impressed with him back then. Now he's grown and he's an amazing wrestler. I don't even recall seeing anyone with his kind of skills in wrestling. There's a lot of other guys I'd like to wrestle as well. Okada, that would be a match I really want. I want Ishii as well. I wrestled in 2004, but we're totally different people again. That would be a lot of fun. Shingo and I wrestled in 2010, but that would be a lot of fun to do again as well. I was hoping to get a match against Kenta in WWE, but that just never happened. I would love to wrestle him. I'd also love to wrestle so many other people. I just need to talk to find out what Tony Khan and New Japan want me to do. Now, with CM Punk being crowned the new AEW World Champion at Double or Nothing event, it seems that the main event of the show will most likely be the best in the world so far, so Punk's name has been thrown around to be added to some major names that could be headlining the main event. But with that being said, nothing right now has been confirmed, everything is still speculation, but having it emanate from Chicago definitely lends itself to having CM Punk in the main event. 
With that being said, those are all the headlines that are trending right now in the world of professional wrestling. Keep in mind, all of our podcasts drop each and every Friday, whether it's Future Stars Now, whether it's Front Row Material, and our daily podcast, right here, which you're listening to, Headlines. We love to make sure that we keep you up to date and abreast on all the wrestling news that's happening. With that being said, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. With that being said, I hope you're having a great day, and we will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of-